Hello everyone and welcome back to the New Hampshire Business Show. My name is Chris Pastrana and today we're here with Maggie Monroe Cassell, Castle, I did it again, <laughs> TLC it, it Family Resource Center. How's it going? It's great, Chris. Thank you for having me here. Absolutely. It's funny. I'm like, oh, I got to say it, Castle, and then I did the yeah. other thing again. It's pretty funny. But anyway, so let's get started. Tell me a little bit about yourself in the business and okay. what you guys do. Well, I am the executive director with TLC Family Resource Center. Our offices are in Claremont, but we serve all of Sullivan County and Lower Grafton County, so the the 11 towns in the lowest part of Grafton County, which all together make up the district office for DCYF, which is why we have that particular catchment area. But we serve um, all kinds of families throughout the region. Our mission is to promote the optimal health and development of children and families in our part of New Hampshire. And we do that by providing a wide range. We strengthen and support families by providing a wide range of free programs, parent education, support groups, and events that will um, help families attain the goals that they are looking for. Okay. So what does that entail? So that's, it entails a lot. <laughs> We started um, as an agency 26 years ago that worked only with new moms, and we had a totally volunteer core of mostly women who were grandma-type women, sometimes younger, who went out when a new baby was born and literally gave them a, a hand up, just a supporting hand, a you know, an opportunity to go to the bathroom <laughs> without having to worry about the baby or to wash some dishes or just to hear from another parent um, how it's going to be okay if they have concerns or questions or yeah. even just to have a, another mom there who says, oh, you're doing great. But uh, because our office is focused in the Claremont area, we found over the course of about 10 to 12 years, my predecessor realized that there was a need for supporting families kind of beyond just any family. Mm -hmm. And uh, we ended up getting some contracts with the state of New Hampshire to prevent child abuse and neglect. So many of our families now are families who are doing okay, but because of poverty or substance use disorder or violence or mental illness, they may be at risk for child abuse or neglect. And so we are it's, it's their choice, they're not mandated to do this, but if they choose, we will go in and work with them and help them. We have a curriculum called Growing Great Kids and our trained, uh, now trained staff, no longer volunteers. We, when we started those contracts, we went to a fully trained staff of nurse, parent educators, um, and a mental health counselor in order to meet some of the more significant issues of parenting than, yeah. than the average family that's doing okay and has supports in place already for themselves. So we have migrated from this volunteer uh, model to a model of working pretty intensely with families uh, who just, you know, the core is okay, but there are things that are happening in their lives that are very difficult and barriers that are, are hard to get over to provide the best for their children. We have now expanded to, uh, to be an umbrella over a great many different kinds of programs. And I 
as a parent myself of a, a 33 year old and an adoptive parent, which is you know one of many models, um, realize that parenting, you know, we talk about how important families are in this country and in the world really, and we focus on children and yet we're really not acknowledging how hard that job is and how many things can stand in the way of, a, of success for a family. So, you know, our, our staff with their varying degrees of education and experience, all, all of them being parents, whether adoptive parents or foster parents or biological parents or grandparents, you know, they all have experienced the challenges of raising children and, and having dreams that sometimes don't come true. And so we provide this resource of, of expertise that of a family can call on in a natural sort of way. You don't have to feel like it's, like it's bad or wrong in some way if you're having challenges. We all have challenges. And so when we as a, as a culture say families are important and at the center and yet we're not saying it's okay to come to us for help, you know, we're missing something. Mm -hmm. So we provide that from the child, the early childhood uh, programs that I ju just described to um, a program we have for uh, teen sexuality education. It's a comprehensive program to help teens get the information they need to stay healthy, to avoid STIs and avoid um, unwanted and unplanned pregnancies. Uh, we then grew our programs from uh, the sexual health program, recognizing that there is a really strong need for the youth population that identifies as LGBTQIA, lots of letters there. Uh, they need support, you know, they're bullied at school, they're having a hard time adjusting, and so we now have a program called Rural Outright. And that program is also for parents who may be struggling with their children's identity, sexual identity or gender identity. And most recently, we have taken on the peer recovery resource work in the greater Sullivan County area. So all of those pieces might appear to be separate and unrelated, and yet all along the way, if you look at them, you see it's a place where families may struggle, children may struggle, parents may struggle, and we're able to bring some resources. And if we don't have the resource, we'll refer them to another resource to get them the help or the support that they need. Yeah, I'm sorry. So I have a question. Yeah. Um, so you, you come in, say they want your services and they come in and you see something really bad. Are you mandated to talk to the state about it? Because I know that would be an issue with some families we that are they're concerned about. We are mandated reporters mm -hmm. and that we do have some PR issues along those lines because we we also have a program where we will work with DCYF when the children child has already been removed from the home. Yeah. Our goal is for that not to happen, but we yeah. and that's what these other programs are. But when it does happen, we will work with DCYF and we will bring that growing great kids curriculum that we have into the work that we do, um, just helping parents learn to to bond with that child because that that's the bottom line if a if a parent is bonded with that child 
nothing, you know, in that parent's control is going to happen to that child. Bad things can still happen, but that parent will protect the child. But, but all these risk factors make that bonding difficult at times. So, yes, we do have to work with DCYF. Uh, we choose to work with DCYF. And sometimes I think people think that's all we do, that we only work with DCYF, and it's not the case. But it's a constant, um, you know, doing something like this today is an opportunity to say, we're really all at risk. Yeah. We're, you know, we get tired, we get hungry, we lose jobs, you know, we all need help and support and somebody to say, you're doing a good job, keep it up, and how about you try this? That's such an important aspect of what we do. When I started here three and a half years ago, uh, I did not come out of this kind of work. I didn't come out of working with uh, children and families. I did work with children and families in my other work, but not mm -hmm. focused on this. And the thing I learned right off the bat that was so important about working with families is to support them in what they're doing right and then continue to add information yeah. that they can um, assimilate into their lives and get even stronger. That's if there's one key to all these programs, whether it's the sexual health, the recovery work, the rural outright work, or the work we do with um, young children and families, it's that support of let's let's find what you do right and build on that and what do you want to do with that it's also the one-on-one -on -one that we provide because almost everything we do have groups but almost everything we provide is provided one-on-one -on -one. and i think we can all think of times when one person came into our lives who kind of shifted the direction even if it was just a little bit mm -hmm. sometimes it's a lot yeah you know, that person made something happen inside of us. I know for me personally, it was because somebody came in and said, you're doing well. You know, you're a great person. You could do this. You know, whatever it, whatever it is for each of us individually. So that's, kind of, that's our strong model is the, the strengthening, the affirmation, and the one-on-one the -on -one across the board and recognizing that all the things that we deal with in our programs are things that families deal with on a daily basis. And we just want to say we're here to help yeah. and to provide that support if, if you want it. If you don't, or if you know, many people have family that supports them and that encourages them and helps with child care or says, yeah, my teenager went through that too, you'll be okay. But a lot of people don't. And, and we're here for those. Okay. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So, similar to the last question I asked, because um, I could see one of the big factors for not reaching out, as you kind of mentioned, is they're afraid or they're scared. Because mm -hmm. with that connection with DCYF, which often gets a, a bad reputation, yep. <laughs> yes. um, people will kind of, you know, be hesitant to reach out because even if you're not doing anything wrong, you don't know what, you know, someone else is going to think you're doing wrong. Mm -hmm. So what are some areas we can address that? Because I think that's a big, like you said, public outreach is big because everyone needs to kind of know 
that's not really what your focus is. Mm-hmm. Like, if, like you said, if you, if you see something really bad, you have to report that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for a normal family that's not, you know, like, blatantly abusing their children mm-hmm. that need some help, you know, why would they reach out? Well, you know, there are a lot of reasons. A large part of our work is case management, mm-hmm. and there may just be one piece of the puzzle that a family needs. They may need the housing piece, mm-hmm. and we will help them with that. Um, if they're living in their car or living in a tent behind the store or wherever they may be, yeah. um, that that homelessness does not make one, you know, a challenged parent. Yeah, it's what you do with that and how you choose to change your life and provide stability for your child. So we can help with that. Sometimes um, it's it's helping a mom figure out how to manage going back to school and childcare and we have access to some state funding that provides supportive childcare. Um, again, your question kind of provokes that, that deep-seated, if we need help, there's something wrong with us yeah. thing. Or if we reach out, they're going, they are going to think there's something wrong with us yeah. and then we're going to get in trouble. And that's the, the cultural thing that we're trying to, yeah. to bridge is saying it's okay to struggle as a parent. Mm-hmm. You know, it's okay and it's normal. And we as a society need to say we're here to help you and we have resources to help you. Um, I think another part of your question is so what, and correct me if I'm going in the wrong direction, but so what if somebody comes to us kind of innocently thinking they need a little bit of help but the problems are far worse than yeah. they think and and we really do have to report them if we see drug paraphernalia yeah. in the house or something like that um, the the focus is we are not there to get them in trouble mm-hmm. we have to report but if we do, rep- when we have to report, we will continue, if they choose, to work with us. Sometimes we have to shift them to a different program, <laughs> but we will work with them yeah. with the goal of either making sure that the child does not have to be removed, or if the child is removed from the home, helping them get the skills and the, the resources they need to show the court that it's time for their child to come back to them. Um, and it's the upstream stuff. You know, yeah. the DCYF gets a lot of uh, bad press mm-hmm. for things that happen, and bad things do happen in every state, not just in New Hampshire. Uh, and they're understaffed, and they've, they've fixed that to some degree, taken on a lot more workers. But our goal, and some of the state funding we receive, is to catch those cases upstream before the child is removed from the home yeah. because the the trauma to the child and the parents when that happens is great and the expense to the state is even greater. Yeah. So that's why the state is putting money upstream yeah. to try to keep that from happening. So that's the best I can say is, you know, let let us come in and be a partner with you yeah. and and keep you from being one of those that falls into the uh, the system yeah well yeah and that was my point too like um it's okay to reach out to ask help if you need it Mm -hmm. and 
these they might have come, come off differently. But that's the again that's the whole point to what I was saying is um, it's okay to ask for help if you need it, go get it. Your organization's not there to be the boogeyman. Right. Yeah, <laughs> and, we're not uh, an arm of DCYF. Yeah. We we are here to help and to uh, give give whatever resources and education we can to make families strong, whether they're really, really struggling with all those risk factors I mentioned earlier, or whether there's just some one-off opportunity for a neighbor to have seen something a little strange happen and, and called DCYF. Um, but, that, but that's only a, a very, you yeah. know, small or a wedge of what we do um, and that need for families with children of all ages and and through our home visiting programs we do work with families with children right up to age 18 um, I, yeah, that's that's one place we can intercept their lives and help yeah. prevent something from happening to the teen resources we have and the recovery resources recovery right now you know being such a big um, issue with families in all across the country. Yeah. yeah, we we will intercept and we will um, provide as much prevention resources as we can to to strengthen that family. Cool, I like it. Yep, awesome. So, people that want to reach out to you, you know, learn a little more, mm-hmm. utilize some of these services. How do they do it? Uh, we have a very extensive website, and people can go to that at TLC Family RC, standing for Resource Center, TLCFamilyRC.org, and that has information about all of the programs I've just outlined. Uh, also has information about events coming up, like the race we have coming up in September that we hope people will register for because it's one of our major fundraising events during the year. Uh, we also have a Facebook page for um, for the agency as a whole and for two of our programs, the sexual health program and, well, three of our programs, Rural Outright Sexual Health and the Center for Recovery Resources all have their own Facebook pages. Okay. And I am always willing, as are any of our staff, just to sit down with somebody if they walk in the door. And if if somebody's just interested in what we do and getting a broader picture, it's a great way to do it. Just stop in and any staff member who's available can help them. If somebody is feeling like they could really use the family support, whether they're dealing with recovery or sexual health issues or child um, challenges and developmental issues, they can call and ask for Renee, our intake person, who then will help them understand, well, which program might they gain the resources they need from and hook them up with that and enroll them if they want to go that route and she will go out to their homes we'll meet people in their homes we'll meet them at dunkin donuts we'll meet them at the local library our our goal is to take down as many barriers to support for families of all ages as we possibly can so um, anything we can do to to touch their lives and to make them feel comfortable and want the services uh, we're there for them awesome awesome so thank you for joining me today this has been a lot of fun yeah goes fast doesn't it it does (laughs) (laughs) i told you i was not at a lack of words (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome so uh thank you so much and thank you everyone else for watching that's gonna be it for today so everyone be good
That's it for today, everyone, but it doesn't have to end there. Head over to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or iHeartRadio to get more from New Hampshire's top entrepreneurs.